I'm living my passion. I guess that's what's cool to me is I get to do music all the time. I do that for my money making. I do it for my pleasure. It's just music, music, music. Has your life, your dreams been interrupted? Good news. It is possible to reinvent our lives. People are doing it every day. And some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments, and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do-over, or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one, then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, Act 2, Reinventing Your Legacy, with your host, Coach Lori. Nancy Erickson Lamont. She's a singer, songwriter, and teacher. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. We always start with what your life is like now and the things that you're doing. And I'll tell you, I've been following you on Facebook and I am just blown away at all the amazing things you're doing. I've had a lot of great opportunities in the last year and really in the last eight years. I've currently got a job in the Snohomish School District in the middle school and the high school as the choir directors. That is one of my passions. I'm living my passion. I guess that's what's cool to me is I get to do music all the time. I do that for my money making. I do it for my pleasure. It's just music, music, music. So I teach choir all day during the school year. And then last spring got to conducting of the school musical, the music part of it, which was really fun and very time consuming, but (laughs) really fun. And then I'm working on my fourth album doing recording sessions. So that is really cool. I just did my second recording session last week. And and then I'm co-writing music for a musical that is a brand new musical. So I got hired to to put that together. So I first got hired to sing and then ultimately got hired to write the music too. That's what's up. Lots of music. Wow, that's amazing. And then you'd sing sometimes evenings at different places. Yeah, I'm out and about singing in the community too. Awesome. So it wasn't always like that. You didn't always get to live your dream. You want to take us back? When I was in my 20s, I did a lot of music and that was my thing. And then kind of put that aside so that I could raise a family. So I got married and raised a family, did some music at church, but about, well, almost nine years ago now, my marriage wasn't going so well. Although I have to say there were hints of where I was headed when I met with you, when you were doing coffee with the coaches, I did do a a CD project. So that was kind of my first foray back into doing jazz, which is what I'd been doing before. But I knew that things were not headed in a good direction with my spouse. I realized that All that time I had spent raising a family, I didn't have a career and I didn't know how I was going to survive financially because I didn't have many skills that were marketable. So I went back to school, still married, went back to college because all I had was my AA and I wanted to get my bachelor's and decided that, well, choral music would be what I wanted to do because I knew that my daughter, she was in high school at the time and she came back and said, they just turned the jazz choir into a club at my school. And I thought, oh, someone's got to hold the banner and keep fighting for music in the the public schools. So I went back to college, started towards my bachelor's and then ultimately the marriage did end, lived off of the sale of the house that we owned, went and finished my bachelor's and then also got my master's in teaching before I got my job. That was kind of the road that got me to where I am, at least career-wise with the job. And then with the singing, I just started picking up more gigs as I 
kind of felt like I was coming out from underneath a shadow of, and it was not something that my ex-husband put on me. It was just my own feeling of, well, I'm going to hide behind this person because they're more flamboyant than I am. And so I had to learn how to be a leader, how to stand in front of a band and be the person in charge instead of the person who came up and was like, I'll just sing a few songs and then leave. Oh, I didn't mention my ex-husband is a musician, so he would run the bands. I learned how to be a band leader, be in charge and, and put the books together and call the tunes, which is no small thing. I'm an introvert. Being in front of people, being the one speaking, all of those things was a lot of things to have to kind of pick up and learn when I was 50 years old. So is that when you went back to school at 50? Yeah, I was 49 when I went back. So as an introvert, now you know you've got to go make a living. Like, what was the fear level? How did you break through? How did you get to knowing, oh my goodness, I have to do something and then actually making yourself do it? Hmm. Well, I can be pretty pragmatic, even though as an introvert, sometimes you can be afraid to do things. I'm still very practical. (laughs) So I just was like, okay, well, I have no choice choice, but to go ahead and do these things. Getting in front of people singing, I had no problem with. So I just had to learn how to speak in front of people, which some people never get over, but I feel like I've accomplished at least the ability to be myself in front of people in whatever form that is. (laughs) So getting myself to go back to school, I had to kind of convince my husband at the time that oh, this is valuable regardless. Like we knew we were having problems and I was like, if we're going to stay together, This would still be a benefit to us because the kids aren't at home anymore. There's no reason for me not to be working. I should be making some money and this will be an actual career rather than doing a low-level job that doesn't pay very well. It was a very practical choice. So yeah, I tend to kind of forge ahead. That's a part of my personality too and got that from my mother. She was in my corner when things went south with my husband and was, you just take care of things and you can do this. Having someone in your corner really helped. I like what you said. It wasn't that he put that on you, but that you just let that happen. And I did that too. I wouldn't have ended up back in radio. It was easy for me to blame my ex-husband, but then when he was gone, I still wasn't doing what I loved. And I had to have a wake up and go, okay, what's it going to take for me to get there? And it wasn't easy. That's another thing. It could be easy to go, well, I did this. I went back to school. I had no challenges. I just did this. I got my job. I'm now making albums. What were the challenges that you came up against? One of the challenges I came up against was just finding a school that would accept my two-year degree because I applied at, at University of Washington. I applied there. Music department accepted me. However, the school did not because of my math credit from 1985. They were like, you don't have enough math credit. So I would have had to go back to a community college, get those math credits, then start as a freshman at University of Washington. And that was not an option for me. So that was a huge obstacle, actually. So I went to the local Christian college. They accepted my AA. And so I got to start as a junior, which was where I wanted to be. That worked out. That was a challenge. Actually, another challenge that I haven't mentioned was actually bringing up the the Christian college was that in my process of going through the divorce, being a member of a church, a church family who was a, a lovely group of people who took care of me. They helped me get my house ready to sell, were very supportive. I also felt myself kind of tearing away. There's a whole other emotional challenge that was happening at the same time that I didn't feel like I belonged because not only because of the divorce, but because of my belief system and and the things that I thought were 
important, didn't match where I was at the church. So that was my community. That was all of my friendships were there. And I pulled away from that. So I've had to also rebuild friendships. And that's harder to do at an older age. Being at a college where everyone there was 18, 19, 20 years old was not really conducive to making a lot of friends. Having only gone to community college before, being in a college where even if they're young, these are people who are eager to learn. Like this is not just like something they're kind of poking at. They were serious. That was kind of new and refreshing to me. When you were going to college, were you working at the same time or were it, was it strictly college? Strictly college. And that was my choice. I wanted to get through it as quickly as possible. I just took the money from the sale of the house and that way I could focus on my studies. My son always recalls coming home and seeing me on the couch doing my homework, being very proud of me, which made me feel good. My son lived with me for a bit, for about a year. Have you heard If Not Now, When? If not you, then who? Are you being prompted to write a book, to create a podcast? Check out Leaving a Legacy at www.coachlaurie, that's coach, L-A-U-R-I-E, dot com. And let's get started on your second act now. My son always recalls coming home and seeing me on the couch, doing my homework, being very proud of me, which made me feel good. My son lived with me for a bit, for about a year. I hear in a lot of these interviews, people moving away from their faith because of decisions that they've made. Is there anything else you want to say about that? Yeah, it wasn't just decisions that I made because of the divorce, because I felt accepted. I did have a hard time with going to church and feeling like everyone's felt sorry for me. I didn't want to feel like I was something to be pitied. So that I didn't enjoy. And there were just some beliefs that I didn't, they didn't match with me. As far as faith goes, I kind of got comfortable with the idea that it's okay not to know the answers. I wasn't okay with when I was younger, but as I've gotten older, I'm kind of like, oh, we don't ever really know the answers. You don't grow up and all of a sudden know things or a faith isn't going to give you everything. My faith really now is just live in the moment, enjoy where I'm at. As far as friendships go, I'm still working on it. I've got friends in the music community and in my teaching community. But I have to say, close, close friendships are hard to come by. I've actually reached back to one of my friends from the church. We're building back a friendship on a level that isn't based on just faith alone, but just on our friendship, which I think is cool and healthy and letting us be individuals. Do you want to talk about dating in your 50s? <laughs> oh, well, certainly not fun. I mean, I didn't date for two years at all because I just wanted to focus on school and I didn't want to make a mistake. Like I didn't want to go and just grab the next person and have them be exactly like what I had just left. And then I got on to like match OkCupid okay and met a few frogs. <laughs> it's weird and uncomfortable. Kissing someone for the first time is really weird. But I eventually did meet my husband through Match.com. So there you go. It worked for us. When you're older, I only had, I think, one or two dates that were not based off of a dating site. And those didn't work out. This, at least you kind of have the interview process. I'm not going to go, I'm a musician. I'm a creative. Matched me up with someone who's creative. So my husband's a photojournalist and an artist in that way. And we're a good match. First person I've ever been with who wasn't a musician. Was it instant or did it take a while? What was that like? It took a while. I mean, I felt a connection 
he was still, he was hesitant at first because he was just kind of getting over a, a former relationship. It took a little bit, but, you know, ultimately we just started spending more and more time together. It took about six months before we really committed to being just us. The rest is history. We got married in 2021. We went through the the COVID lockdown together. We figure if we could get through that. I mean, that's a lot of people's story. I think that they got together during COVID and it's a test of spending a lot of time together with not a lot to do. Nothing like a pandemic to be yeah, the fire. <laughs> exactly. That brought us together and we knew that we could handle being you know, with each other a lot. And then we got married kind of in that window where people thought that they were fine after getting vaccinated. And then there was like September, October, and then November, people were going, oh, wait, people are still getting COVID. Luckily for us, we weren't a uh, super spreader when we had our wedding. That's not the legacy you want to leave, right? Exactly. No. <laughs> Before we go, I have three questions. One is, what do you really want people to know? I really want people to know that you can follow your passion and find ways to do it that aren't going to make you broke, like doing the teaching, which is a form of my passion. It's not everything, but it's a big piece of it. Piecemealing is okay because I do and I love it. It gives me lots of variety. So I'm not just doing one thing. I'm doing three things and they're all within the realm of what I enjoy and they all bring different things. This is a side note, I guess. I've just started really getting into my songwriting, which I had not done before. And that's just out of kind of going for it. I guess go for it. That's what I want people to know. Life is too short to not. It is. I see the end. As we get older, we're like, oh my gosh, hurry, hurry, hurry. So I feel a little bit like I need to get all these things done that I want to get done and I want to do them now. And it's very rewarding. I love that. I teach publishing and podcasting. The reason I do is because often people get to that place in their life where they're older and they feel like, oh, I kind of missed it. And just that it's never too late to write a book, which seems daunting, but in this day and age, it's not at all. Or doing a podcasting, find a way to leave your legacy, Mm -hmm. regardless of whatever the first half of your life was like. Yeah. Well, and with my music, I feel like that. That's totally just like writing a book and it leaves a legacy. It's I'm gone. My music's going to be here for at least a generation. Someone's going to hear it. That's leaving your your mark, your voice. I love that. I think is important. So what are you reading or listening to? I did listen to a very frivolous but interesting book. I'm a, a bit of an Anglophile. I lived in England when I was eight for a year with my family. And so I got really into the royal family. So I listened to Prince Harry's book, All the Gossip. I loved it. In fact, my yeah. sister and I went on a little vacation and we met some people. We were sitting in a sauna and yeah. it was a couple. And one of them was from England. The one from here loved the book and loved the whole Harry thing. The one from England wasn't buying it. Right. And I thought, isn't that interesting? It just never occurred to me, but oh man, I love that book. I just, you just love him. You just like want to do under your wing. I'm like Harry. Oh, (laughs) I know. Yeah. I wanted, I'm, I'm, I'm a Harry and Meghan. Like I'm in their corner. (laughs) Yeah. I watched the documentary right after that. Yeah. If somebody wants to get your album or find you, tell us all the ways we can find you. Well, I'm working on my new website because I have changed my performance names. I'm Nancy Erickson Lamont. Ultimately, that will be 
my website, nancyericksonlamont.com. I've already got the rights to that. But currently, it's nancyericksonsings.com. You can hear my music on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music. When I first met you, you were all about jazz. Are you still staying with that genre? Pretty much, yeah. This next album is going to be all original music, so it's everything that I've written, which is kind of jazzy, kind of just singer-songwritery. It kind of crosses genres somewhat. Is there a message to your music? A lot of it is just personal, personal stories, stories of love. There's one called TikTok, which is kind of about political unrest. I wrote one called The Lighthouse, which is based off of a movie that I saw that was just creepy and scary, and I liked it. So it's a little dark, and there's one... Well, I wrote it, and then it was arranged by pianist Josh Nelson, who has played with a lot of really famous people. So I'm really excited to have him on the album called A Feeder Saying Goodnight. And it's about my mom, who's got Alzheimer's. And so it's just kind of sad. It's a sad song. But I figure a lot of people can relate to it. I felt compelled to write it because I knew that it would hit the mark for a lot of people who also go through that with their parents. Yeah, the long goodbye. I'm sorry about that with your mom, but I am so glad that you're telling your stories. However we tell them with music, with writing, with podcasting, that is the answer to someone's prayer when they hear it. Yeah, and it's a connection. It's a way we all as humans connect with one another because we all go through, have similar stories. Everyone's story is an individual, but we also share things like the loss of a parent or parent going through struggles or falling in love or falling out of love, (laughs) breaking hearts. You know, all those things happen to all of us. Well, you are certainly leaving your legacy. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Lori. Coach Lori here. I am not anti-aging. I am all about aging gracefully. Did you know we stopped making collagen at a certain age? And did you know powdered collagen has to go through your whole digestive system? So I am a big fan of Glow Liquid Collagen. It helps me age gracefully, inside and out. To order, check the link below. By the way, if you order two at the same time, free shipping. Or if you would like to be an affiliate, make a little extra cash, click the affiliate link. Three things we learned from Nancy. Maybe we've been taking a back seat and didn't even realize it, but that we can booster our confidence and step up to the plate. Maybe that thing we love that we've always wanted to do, maybe it can not only be our hobby and our gig, but our way to make a living. Walking away from relationships is hard, but there is healing. If you love this podcast, here's a big ask. Will you share with your friends and family, subscribe, give us a review, and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for. Thank you in advance.